Welcome to the Mavens Do It Better podcast. And now, your host, Heather Newman. Hello, everyone. Here we are again for another Mavens Do It Better podcast, where we interview extraordinary experts who bring a light to the world. And today, I have a light in our world for sure. That's someone who I've recently met, um, Claudia Villanella Murdoch. Claudia, say hey to our listeners. Hi, thanks for having me. Absolutely. So thanks for being on. Um, so, so Claudia and I met on Facebook. How mm-hmm. about that? <laughs> Modern romance. <laughs> Modern romance, for sure. Um, so we met, uh, Claudia started a Facebook group, and I'm going to have you tell everybody what that group is about and how it got started because it was something that I just, I, 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 you know, I need to figure out who invited me. And I'm not sure, I can't remember, and I wish I did to think that. Yeah, I don't remember our connection. I could probably check. Oh, oh, okay, cool. Um, yeah. So I need to thank them for that. But Clay, will you tell everybody um, what you did and how it started? Because it's super cool. Sure. Uh, well, the group is called Social Distancing Fashion Show. And um, it just started as a way to joke around with my friends. Um, I have a group of friends that uh, I frequently text with and we'll often show each other what we're wearing that day and our, you know, makeup creative applications. And um, once the uh, once the shutdown happened and I started working from home, I realized that this was the perfect opportunity to wear all of the weird clothing that I've been hoarding from years and years of thrifting. Um, I'm someone who has a suit and tie job on a regular, you know, my regular day job as an attorney, I have to wear professional clothing all the time. And I never have the opportunity to wear all these bizarre things that I just love and have had in my closet forever. So I thought this would be the the perfect time to do that. And I would just, you know, share it with my friends and it quite literally went viral. Uh, yeah, it's good. So how many people are in the group? Um, yeah. As of earlier today, we broke 2,300. Oh my goodness. Yeah. <laughs> That's never fantastic. expected that. I know. I think I might have contributed about a hundred people at least because I awesome. could, I couldn't stop just sharing with friends. I, you know, I, I think I was a theater major, and I'm also part of the Burning Man community and mm-hmm. you know, tech community, and so like people with costumes for yeah. sure. Yeah, <laughs> right up your alley. That's awesome. <laughs> for sure. And tell everybody about the feel of the group because that's been really kind of neat too. You know. It's been a place where you can just let your freak flag fly and uh, everybody's just been overwhelmingly positive, which is the rule. Uh, The number one rule is to be positive and not be a jerk. Yeah, absolutely. (laughs) I know. I I have a group on Facebook too. It's a bit more business one, but it's definitely, it has those same rules, you know, (laughs) (laughs) let's help each other. Don't be a jerk. All of that sort of thing. Yeah. So, so you're an attorney by day. And, right. and sometimes by night too. So, yes. I, and you're and you're and you're an attorney in Brooklyn, and we we're talking a little bit about that. Um, talk, will you talk about being an attorney in Brooklyn and what you do? Sure. Um, so, uh, it the the way I practice, I'm a solo practitioner. I have a, a single paralegal as an employee, so it really it feels like a small business. It is a small business, and um, I mentioned to you when we were just chatting. You know, a lot of my clients are small business owners, they're mom and pop developers. Um, the, the typical client of mine is someone who, uh, 
buys a brownstone, renovates it, and then wants to sell the individual apartments. Maybe it's a three or four family. <clears throat> wants to sell the individual apartments as condominiums. And in New York State, you need to file um, a disclosure document with the state AG in order to do that. And that document is prepared by an attorney. So that's what I do. So I get to do a little bit of writing, which I've always enjoyed. Yeah. Um, but I don't get to dress in a lot of strange clothing. So <laughs> I've taken, you know, the opportunity of the quarantine and it being a bit of a slowdown and a reset to just sort of flex my creative muscles a little bit. Yeah, absolutely. Are you seeing, I know that you're in different places with the quarantine and stuff, but like mm -hmm. as, as far as New York City, which big hearts out to New York yes. shore yes. and everybody there who's on the front lines. Absolutely. Um, are you, have you sort of, I'm sure you got your finger on the pulse of what's going on with rents and, and buildings and all that stuff with what you do as well. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's, it, everything is up in the air right now, but I am seeing a lot of business continuing. Mm -hmm. um, and, you know, people are, um, it's sort of an, it's an unprecedented time in the legal landscape. We don't really have anything in modern history to refer back to for this, but I have been very pleasantly surprised to see that people have really been pulling together and trying to figure out ways to get things done, which I imagine is probably true in, in tech as well. Oh, um, absolutely. Yeah. And, you know, letting a lot of, uh, unimportant things go and just focusing on, on building and getting the job done, which is really, that's the best part of the job. Yeah, absolutely. I've definitely seen that too. You know, it's the Good. tragedy brings out the best in people and sometimes the worst in people too, but I feel like we're, there's so much banding together and helping that's happening. That's really exciting. And yeah. And, and from a law perspective, I think, you know, just when anything happens where there's I don't know, executive orders and, and, you know, all of these things where you're like looking back at, you know, what's a civil liberty, what's the constitution, all of that. So like that all kind of plays into all of this of like, if, if something comes down and becomes what's what, let's say in my non-legal terms, when does it go back or does it ever go back? You yeah. know, I mean, yes. right. Sure. Sure. And there are a million questions. I mean, it's, it's um, if you're into theory, it's it's a great time, and uh, you know I'm I'm hearkening back to my law school days for a lot of these you know a lot of these questions that don't come up in day to day regular real estate practice. Right, absolutely. No, that's interesting. So, how did you get? Um, were, were you from New York originally? Uh, yes, I was born in Brooklyn. Okay. Um, lived. Uh, I I, pra I live and practice in the Park Slope neighborhood in Brooklyn, and oh, uh, that's where I lived until I was ten. Okay. And then my parents uh, moved to moved us to the suburbs, to Long Island, because this was back in the 80s. And I was getting older and I wanted to be more independent. And they were very concerned about um, the crime in New York City. Yeah. At the time. So we moved to the burbs and I just never really fit in. I was sort of a square peg in a round hole. Um, <laughs> so uh, once I was able to do so, I came back to the city. Right. Yeah. No, that's awesome. I love Park Slope. A dear oh, friend of mine who is on the podcast, her name is Raya. And mm -hmm. I'll have to connect you two because yeah. she's fabulous. Yeah. She does a lot of, um, she was on the podcast and she's uh, part of the Park Slope kind of arts collective there. So she's mm -hmm. a painter and then she's a UI UX designer by day. And wow. she's fantastic. And so, yeah, she's, um, 
not to give her complete address away, but um, I've definitely been to many, many places in that neighborhood and stayed there uh, off of 13th. So um, okay. with her, and I love that, what is it, Calixio, I think is one of the- Yeah, Calexico. Calexico, yeah. yeah. Um, my wonderful paralegal, Dora, uh, they, they, Calexico sponsored her um, softball team. Oh, wow. So, okay. Yeah, so that's one of our favorite lunch spots. That's so funny. Under, yeah. under, you know, normal circumstances. Yeah, right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> are you seeing, are you, um, with that, well, and, because you're somewhere else right now, yeah. I'm in the Catskill Mountains. Yeah, okay, so you're not quite seeing the no people on the streets in New York City, except for the pictures, obviously, that were all No, I mean, we yeah. did not come up here right away, so I did, you know, we did oh, experience the streets with lots of parking, which wow. is very, very unusual and kind of, uh, you know, apocalyptic. If you're yeah, right. um, Park Slope's nickname is No Park Slope. Right, right. So seeing that, you know, that's that's when things get real. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. I think the picture is some last couple nights of Times Square too, of just, you know, just, just absolutely wild for sure. Yeah, yeah. Okay. I see. So you, so talk. When when did you decide to become an attorney? Was it like when you were like three and you're like, I'm going to be a lawyer? Or when oh no, happen? no. If anything. <laughs> I had a I had a teacher in high school say to me once, oh, you know, you should think about going to law school. And I was like, yeah, like I'd ever want to do that. Um, no, it's uh, I started out wanting to study biology, and um, I started pre med, which um, is very common at Vassar, <laughs> and a lot of people don't really don't really last. Um, okay. And I was one of them. Um, so I uh, basically. I wanted to work less hard. <laughs> I worked very hard in high school, and I wanted to enjoy my my college years. Mm -hmm. And um, lab sciences were really challenging at Vassar. The credit system at the time, and maybe it still is a little bit different than a typical credit system at a university where you have laboratory sciences and um, non-laboratory sciences. They're they're basically weighted or were weighted the same. Um, yet you have to put in many more hours with lab sciences. Right. And I, I, I didn't want to do that, to be perfectly honest. Um, and so I switched over to English and I double majored in English and Italian. Hmm. And then the question becomes, well, what are you going to do with an English degree? And at the time I was dating someone who was a year older than me and um, he went to law school and suggested to me, oh, maybe you should think about going to law school. And I was a little bit competitive with him. <laughs> so um, I took the test and wasn't happy with my score. And so I took it again and I did a lot better. And I applied and I got in and I went. That's super cool. Yeah, right. it works yeah. out okay. <laughs> yeah, okay. Well, it's like, it's always the things that sort of moments that spurn us on, right? Sometimes it's a person, sometimes it's a book or whatever, you know what I mean? That's yeah, like, oh, yeah you never know what, you know, what's going to take you in, in a certain direction. Yeah, absolutely. And, and you know, sort of back to the, the group you started, you talked a little bit about vintage and all of that. So uh, is that, is that a, is that sort of a, I was going to call it a side hustle, but that's not it. But like, that's, <laughs> is that, are you, are you a vintage shopper? Where, where are I you? am. I love vintage. I love thrifting. Um, I realized, uh, f after fighting it for years, I'm really into all the cliches. I just <laughs> love red lips. I love red roses and black and white and, and satin and silk and lace and, 
Um, so I, you know, it's sort of like a secret side of me because you can't do that when you're attending a real estate closing. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but I think also, you know, I was afraid when I was younger of maybe coming across as too costumey and, and now I just kind of don't care. I think the classics are the classics for a reason. Yeah. So, um, but you know, that's, that's my taste. And one of the great things about the group is just seeing everybody else's taste and everybody else's interests that they've cultivated. Uh, there's a guy who wears these different suits. Have you, have you, he's great. And there's a couple that dresses up in theme clothing for FaceTime calls with their children. They're brilliant. I, there's so many really talented people. There's a woman who makes her own dresses and uh, the, the creativity is just astounding. Yeah, absolutely. No, it's been super cool. Do you find um, from whenever you started, because I have, I love vintage as well, but I am a tall Amazonian woman. So vintage doesn't always play nice with this body. But um, when I was in college doing more vintage, and I think I do more vintage probably like, you know, accessories and stuff like that more than anything else, right? depending on sizing. But do you, how do you feel about like how vintage has changed over the years? You know what I mean? Like it used to be, you could go thrifting in certain places and you just be like, yes. And then everything is like now because it's vintage, it's like $120 for a t-shirt. I totally agree. I totally agree. In some ways, um, you know, like inter internet, uh, online auction sites, I guess eBay was the first, it's made it really easy to find pieces, but it's also made it really hard to find bargains because I think yeah. it's effective market. And it's like, people know now what they're what their things are worth. Um, so you're able to match the right buyer with the right seller, which is, which is nice, but you also do miss out on that. Um, you know, yeah. finding a needle in a haystack. Mm -hmm. yeah. yeah. I find that when I'm traveling, cause I do a lot of speaking in many different places, both big cities and small, that when I do go that's into some, maybe the smaller markets is when I'm finding things where it's like, Oh my goodness, this, you know, um, right? I have the best luck at Methodist church thrift shops. Oh. I don't know why, just something, something about them, um, you know, and I, and I find, I mean, there are like curated thrift shops, which you can find some really cool stuff, but it, for me, it's all about the thrill of turning up something that you don't expect. Yeah, absolutely. Are you a thrifter with friends or do you, are you, are you yes, alone, thrifter? alone with friends? Any, any way I can get it. <laughs> <laughs> that is awesome. Hey, you know what? We all have our thing, right? You know, this or, is true. This is true. absolutely. So I think so. Going through 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 law school, Vassar, gosh, Vassar, nice college, mm -hmm. by the way. You know, how is how is so? I know that sort of transition. And then where did you go to law school? I was looking for. I that. went to Fordham for law school. Oh wow! How was that? It was fun. Uh, the The law school campus is at Lincoln Center. Yeah. So right. Okay. 22 and at Lincoln Center, it was great. I just, I loved it. Wow. I mean, that, that's going to be sort of a different feel than going to law school on a campus somewhere for sure, right? You're in the heart of the city. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it, it's pretty it's pretty startling contrast. Vassar felt um, more like, a, I don't want to say the country, but, you know, it was in upstate New York and it definitely had a, a defined campus. Mm -hmm. And I really loved that for my college experience. But right. for, um, for law school, it was a very urban experience. And it wasn't, in some ways that was nice because I feel like um, 
the 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 environment was such that I was less stressed out than I would have been if I had no real escape from law school. Right. But having having the city as a playground really, you know, kind of broke the tension. Yeah, absolutely. And you know, so you know, a lot of people go into law, different reasons, right? And then, you know, uh, you are, you know, you have your small business. Um, was there, I think I've seen on LinkedIn and things like a foray into sort of, uh, I need to try and get in a big firm and do that sort of thing. And, and or did that happen? And you were like, no, nah, not for me. Or talk, talk about that a little bit. Yeah, uh, I, I did. Uh, I did a stint at a large law firm as a litigation associate. Mm -hmm. And it was not the right fit for me. Um, so, um, I, uh, my, my parents are, um, retired teachers who, um, are property managers and their attorney had become a friend of the family. <clears throat> and so, um, one day out of the blue, he called my father and said, what's Claudia up to? Didn't she graduate law school? he said, yeah, um, actually, she just left her job. You know, it wasn't the right fit. And he's like, oh, well, um, she should come and talk to me because I'm in need of some help. So um, <laughs> so he was kind of a quirky guy um, and really, you know, well known in the in the Brooklyn real estate community. And so I went and met up with him and um, we spoke and he said, I need some help and I can teach you to do what I do. And it would be kind of a nice, flexible job. You know, you can live and work in the same neighborhood. And um, I said, sure, I'll, I'll give it a shot, you know, see where it leads. Figured it would be a good stopgap until I found some other full-time gig. And, you know, the rest is history. Wow. That's super cool. Yeah, it was super cool. Super cool. That's it's awesome. really, I really feel like I got kind of an old-fashioned apprenticeship. Mm -hmm. And I think that that made all the difference um, for me as a lawyer. Yeah. Because I feel like... Um, most of the learning with the law is is in the experience. Yeah. So it's very scary to go out and practice as a new lawyer um, and having having a mentor, you know, to guide you and show you, you know, the and, and you pick up the way you want to do things and the way you don't want to do things. Right. Yeah. Um, yeah. That's the best education, I think. Absolutely. And you don't always get that in a bigger law firm, right? You kind of, it's like you're in there and you, you know, it's like, you, you're learning, but I think it's different, don't you feel? I agree. I agree. Um, and you just you just don't get to see as a young attorney all the nitty gritty of how the sausage is made right away. Whereas if you're um, shadowing a solo or or being a solo, you just you you get in right away. Yeah, absolutely. How do you find being a small business owner in in Brooklyn? You know. It's uh, scary, exhilarating, wonderful. <laughs> I mean, I, I've met so many people and I've become friends with so many other people and fellow small business owners. And, you know, we really cheer each other on. And um, Park Slope has a wonderful community. Yeah. Um, right now, there are groups devoted to just improving relations among um, small businesses and keep, keeping the small businesses afloat right now because... Yeah. It's a hugely challenging time, um, but the neighborhood has just come together so wonderfully. Um, so it's, I mean, it's the best of times. It's the worst of times. It's, you know, the, the flexibility um, is great, but you are, you are it first and last line of defense. And they imagine in your work, that's the case as well.
Yeah, absolutely. I'm a small business as well. Um, I've got my hands on the software business and the marketing and yeah, it is. And it's, 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 I find it's used to Bremen most of the time, to be honest. It's like, yeah, yes. it, but it's like convergence. Totally like, like, everybody and their mom decides they're like, oh, that project that I, you know, we've been talking about for a year and then the new project, and then like you have six projects and you're like, how is it that you all did this? You know? Exactly. <laughs> and there's no, there's no rhyme or reason to it that I've been able, you, you, you know, you can't, there are some patterns that you can figure out, but yeah. other times you just walk in on a Tuesday and get slammed. Yeah, absolutely. No, that is absolutely for sure. Yeah. And are you, do you typically have a, a an office that you go to or are you a work from Homer as well? Uh, I have an office that I go to and I miss it. <laughs> sure. I miss my office quite a bit. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I've been working from home since 2006, but mm -hmm. I, wow. yeah, but but I would get my my juice, my energy from going out and speaking at conferences and you know, going to different events and all of that stuff. So I've definitely, you know, for me it's it's like I that's I miss that, right? That yeah. Like, yeah. with people that is definitely there. Wow. My goodness, I, uh, I I was just it was so fun to see something so organic pop up on Facebook and have it be because Facebook gets a bad rap and mm -hmm. rightly so. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Double-edged sword, definitely, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> on many levels, but you know, in the midst of something, in the midst of a pandemic, um, you know that most of us have not experienced ever um, to have something crop up that like it's one of those things where I may be back-to-back -back meetings and doing whatever but I pop on there and specifically look at that group because it makes me smile and I also know I have a ton of friends on it too and and new friends now that you know are looking at things and stuff so it was really cool to see something like that pop up so well, it makes me really happy yeah absolutely <laughs> and, and I'm so excited. I mean, I frequent New York a lot and I hope to in the future. So I'm definitely, I'm like, we're going to have to go meet at that restaurant and, uh, and get right. Absolutely. Yeah. I know. Right. Yeah. Plus I know a lot of New Yorkers and, um, <laughs> I'm going to keep an eyeball on that for, uh, introducing you because, uh, yeah, please do. Please. For that. So that would be awesome. Well, you know, I, I ask a question to every everybody and, you know, like, it's so cool that you're from New York and then you had the Long Island and you came back. <laughs> <laughs> I got it all, baby. You got it all. Yes. Um, as they say, and it's super cool. I think, you know, real estate law, people sometimes are like, oh, I'm but like you touch people in a point in their lives. that's like a major, major point. It's true. It's true. And it is very cool to see like a first time home buyer closing a deal. Um, it, it, there's a lot of highs and a lot of lows and it's. Yeah. Right. Know. Yeah. I mean, I would imagine it's first time home buyers, but then it's also on the, on the other end of the spectrum as well. Right. Mm -hmm. People oh, yeah. With selling and closing and taking care of business on the other end um, as well. And so you're, you, I think it's special because you, you're taking care of people during times that are that are stressful, no matter what's happening. But it's definitely a made usually a major thing to buy a building or to sell a home or to you know, unfortunately, if somebody passes away, dealing with somebody's estate and and a house and all of that stuff. So yeah. it takes, these are big leaps of faith for people. Mm, so it takes kind of a special person to do that. So mm -hmm. oh, that's very sweet of you to say. Thank well, you very much. I uh, I I'm humbled by uh you know by a lot of the people that i work with 
Yeah, sure. Well, I, I believe in, in, in the law and I believe in, in lawyers and using them because they save you a lot of headache. You know, y'all are kind of expensive. <laughs> y'all are expensive, but you know what? I've, every time I've had an issue, it's been worth it that I've spent the time with my lawyer for my own small business, for contracts, for Me as well. you know, all of that kind of thing, right? And Absolutely. so, and, and uh, as a lawyer, you have a lawyer, right? Absolutely. Yeah, Absolutely. I love my lawyer. <laughs> love her. Have her on speed dial. <laughs> and when I tell people, well, people, you know, will sometimes complain they can't get a hold of me right away. And my lawyer is literally an ethics lawyer who, you know, speaks on ethics. And and you know, if, if she has, if she doesn't respond more quickly than me, then then I feel justified in that. <laughs> <laughs> you know, <laughs> taking taking a business day to get back to someone on a yeah. on a major uh, question that has to be researched. Absolutely, yeah. And there's a lot of people who own small businesses who listen to the podcast. And I think that's something that's. I wrote a piece a while ago that was about you know 25 things to know when you're starting a business, and one of them mm-hmm. is get counsel. Hmm. I'd love to see that piece. It's probably chock full of good advice. I will. I will definitely. I'll send it over to you. But it was definitely you know do your due diligence of, you know, get your tax, getting a tax, getting a tax accountant, getting a bookkeeper, mm-hmm. getting a lawyer, you know, all of those things that it's an output of money when you're thinking about it. But yeah. then again, at the back end, you know, totally. <laughs> I'm in a lot of groups for um, women lawyers and women entrepreneurs. And I see a lot of people starting out just overwhelmed with fear. Um, and I certainly have been there myself and I'm still there at times, but the, the best advice that I was given, you know, when it comes to, um, fear of just navigating the red tape is it's totally worth it to pay the professional. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yes. You know, just to set things up properly, just <laughs> things right. It's, it's the best investment in your business and your peace of mind. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I'm sure you have friends and colleagues, you know, the people are like, I'm going to start a business and I'm going to do this. And, you know, it's like, they're like, I need a domain name on a website. I'm like, you need a plan, a lawyer and some cash flow. <laughs> yes, yes. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, that's nice, but yes. wait a minute. It is before the dessert. Yes. Yes, exactly. Although, don't you just love dessert first sometimes? I, do. I absolutely <laughs> do. And during this quarantine, it's it's just, you know. <laughs> Yeah, all bets are off. I know. I was like, why am I baking brownies? I never do that. <laughs> I just made brownies. I'm making sourdough starter for, for Pete's sake. We're going to have fresh bread this weekend. <laughs> it, is, it is definitely an odd time for sure. So mm-hmm. yeah, um, doing things we don't normally do. But um, but yeah, no, that's cool. And, and I'm, I'm sure you help a lot of small businesses. And that's, yeah, and it's it is one of those things where it's like, um, I think it's cool when you're involved in those kind of organizations too, like you were just talking about mm-hmm. where it's like, where we share information and talk about these things. And, and there is a lot of fear and imposter syndrome out there. About, oh my goodness. Yes, absolutely. Yeah. Yep. I feel anytime you have an issue with somebody or there's something going on, it's, it's always about fear. Mm-hmm. It's about that, you know, it's not about necessarily that person or you, it's about that person. Right. And where, I don't know, something happened forever ago that keeps running in their head that tells them that they're not enough or this or that or whatever, you know, and that comes out when people are trying to do, to dream. I Absolutely. Think. That's a really good way of putting it. 
Um, I, I do feel that there's more discussion of it now than there was like maybe 20 years ago. And um, it's just so important to talk to other people in the same boat so that you know that your feelings are normal. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, I think and there's some, you know, I, I know a lot about sort of the tech side of that, but there's like, there's lots of organizations, you know, from you know, the small business organizations you were talking about, Sand Park Slope, to the Chamber of Commerce, to, you know, my, I think my dad, like, belonging to the Rotary and the Kiwanis, you mm-hmm. know, like, <laughs> those yeah, are- yeah, or- it's people helping each other and, and making connections. Yeah, absolutely. And there's wonderful, you know, organizations for women, I, like, um, thinking about the WIT network as women in tech, it's one that I'm involved in. And, you know, there's one out of Seattle called the Swing Shift that help women get back to work, say, after a break or um, after kids, you know, and there's all those organizations. And so everything's online. And what's happening right now because of the situation we're in is that, holy cats, there's a lot of content online for free. Yes, you're right. Very good point. But that creates some fairly ripe opportunities in tech. Yeah, absolutely. And and I think in general, I mean, I've seen like all these, you know, $29 for this. And I was like, I, I can't do, deal with any of that. <laughs> but, but I mean, yes, those are great to potentially look at and buy and, and use, you know, when things are, you know, off a few months from now, for sure. Yeah. yeah so um, my, uh, my last question is always because I think we're already, we already talked for about a half hour. How about that? Well, that's bye. Rock and roll. I know, flew by. It was so cool getting to know you. I always learn so much about people, whether I've known them forever or if we've recently met. So it's really cool to hear your story. I appreciate you sharing that with our listeners. My pleasure. Thank you so much for the opportunity. It's a real pleasure to get to know you. Yeah. So here's my last question. So I ask this. It's, um, uh, I, I love moments and sparks in our lives and, and I, uh, always, ask if you would share, you know, is there a spark, a moment in your life that you would share with our listeners that really seats you in who you are today and person, place, thing, moment, book, poem, I don't know, um, something or sometimes there's more than one um, that really. Definitely. Yes. Can I, so I'm a lawyer. Can I negotiate for two? Can I get two sparks? Yes, counselor, you can. <laughs> all right, all right. Thank you, thank you. Um, so uh, I, I'd have to say, uh, you know, we discussed my, uh, my my deep dark trauma of moving to the suburbs as uh, as an angsty urban child, and um, so I was ten when we did this, and shortly thereafter, I discovered um, satire by way of Mad Magazine, which just opened the floodgates um, to a whole world of parody and looking at uh, rules and and order and society in a a comic way, which basically I think helped me through those angsty teenage years, always looking for the humor. And then um, then getting to college and, and making friends with people that I really connected with. So I'd have to say community. Mm-hmm. So humor and community are are really what what keep me going. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, those. Yeah, I mean that's which that's that's it, right? <laughs> yeah, yeah. No, I was like, and boom, drop the mic. Okay. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> yeah I mean, and especially in a time like any time, okay, mm-hmm. but especially in a time like this, like finding some joy 
And, you know, it's like for like you just did that for a ton of people with this group. Thank you. Well, humor and you built a community like boop, like that. Right. So like. And this is what you're doing with your podcast. Yeah. I hope so. You know, for sure. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's what we do in the world. And I, that, that's cool that those are your sparks and that you have a lighter in your hand and you're doing it. <laughs> <laughs> that's fantastic. Oh, that's awesome. I am so happy to have met you and that you started the group and that I was just like, she seems cool. I need to get her on the podcast. <laughs> I'm thrilled to meet you. I've gotten yeah. to listen to a few episodes of your podcast now, and I'll listen to more because you've gotten to speak with some really amazing people Thanks. and brought out some really, really interesting details and tidbits from them. Right on. So I'm looking forward to the deep dive. Yeah, absolutely. Well, cool. Well, I just, Claudia, thank you for being who you are and bringing light to the world. And Thank you, Heather. Let's connect over a Mexican meal with some margaritas, shall we? Uh-huh. Ole, <laughs> yes. <laughs> I'm happy to come park slope it up uh, sometime in the future when we're Excellent. doing Excellent. those sorts of things. So, cool. All right. Well, thank you so much, everybody. Claudia Villanella Murdoch, folks, social distancing fashion show. Oh, yeah, I debated parade, but it's a show. Yeah, yeah, yeah show. It's a, it's a, <laughs> another open and another show. Okay, yes, yeah, so on Facebook for sure. So you know that once this airs, that people are going to be like, where is that? And how can I get in? So, <laughs> well, careful what you wish for. <laughs> Join us. <laughs> Come on and nice. Yes, and be nice always. Yes. Absolutely. All right. Well, thank you so much. Thank you, my dear. Yeah. Appreciate it. Peace out. Peace out. So everybody, that has been another episode of the Mavens Do It Better podcast. Here's to another beautiful day on this big blue spinning sphere. And everybody stay safe and uh, stay healthy and wash your hands. The original music on this podcast was created by Jesse Case.